definitely want to start off with Get Duped. That was one of my favorites. Um, really funny, really clever. DJ Beat Root. Um, I'm going to be thinking of that for a very, very long time. Um, yeah, this movie was well written, um, clever and just, yeah, very, a very solid recommendation. I'm glad that you, um, recommended this one. Now, how did you, uh, stumble upon this or like, did you, were you just like on Amazon going through stuff? The algorithm, um, because I watched a bunch of horror movies on Amazon. When this movie was coming out, they advertised it to me. Gotcha. So they're like, okay, you've seen The Hunt, so <laughs> you must like this movie. Um, but yeah, there's just like, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but there are just so many hilarious parts in this. Um, it's definitely a silly movie, but it works in the best ways. Um and yeah, it's just at one point I had to pause it and rewind just because I had to rewatch because I was laughing so hard. And it's rare that movies make me do that, especially nowadays. And it's also yeah. rare for movies that are set in different countries, thick accents, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was one thing I definitely wanted to bring up is because I'm, I'm glad that I didn't watch this movie with my roommate because my roommate struggles with uh, staying engaged with movies where they have thick accents or their subtitles or anything like that. And she just checks out within like the first 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I didn't experience that with her because there was a pretty, a lot of thick accents in this, but I still caught on to what they were saying. Yeah. Um, um honestly, I don't really see how we can't continue talking about this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> the setup for this film is three delinquents are sent on this extracurricular activity that they have that's supposed to set the delinquents straight. And one kid who is homeschooled actually thinks this sounds like a fun trip, but it's an outdoor kind of nature event. Mm-hmm. And they all four come together to go through um what what was it called again do you remember (laughs) um no it was like a yeah (laughs) it was some long convoluted title um i should have wrote it down but that's the setup if you're listening you don't want spoilers go watch get duped right now it's on amazon prime came out in 2019 and yeah i just want to get straight into it now like Finding out that this rich society set up this whole program just so they could hunt delinquents to feel superior, it was so funny because (laughs) you think of something sinister, but they're just incompetent old people who are entitled and are just like, well, we've always gotten away with it. Why wouldn't we get away with it again? Right. They were so casual. They were so like, hand me back my sword so I can cut yeah. off your hands. It's just like Jesus. Um, oh yeah. my God. And that uh, it's weird because I think that is also, or they're kind of the reason why the movie wasn't a perfect movie for me, or they're more so part of the reason because at, when I first was watching this at the very beginning, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be like a really good, like, thriller, scary movie where these boys are just going to have to try to fight through everything. Like, I wasn't expecting what I got. Um, and I think because of that, 
And just how casual the killers were is why it didn't get a perfect for me. But again, it works and it, I didn't hate it. So, yeah. Um, why wasn't it perfect for you? I saw that you gave it four stars too. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend this movie to anyone. It's only 87 minutes long. It's a lot of fun. It's hilarious. But um, just in general, yeah, I mean, horror comedies are hard. This was a great comedy. It had good horror elements. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it didn't really have too much to say. It's one of those movies that touches on subject matter that they're not really prepared to dive into, you know? Yeah, because, like, his big um, monologue at the end, it, that kind of seemed, like, out of nowhere. It's just like, yeah, why are you but, three worried about this? <laughs> Well, it it does kind of work for me because these three are uneducated kids. So they're just more venting their frustrations with the limited knowledge they have without actually understanding the full system of control. Mm -hmm. What really engaged me and made me think it was super interesting was the fact that this is not an American movie. So for them to be diving into subject matter we kind of talk about in America all the time, it's kind of crazy to just see the whole world. It's kind of like when people watch Squid Games and they're like, this is just like America, you know, just or even Parasite. Just people are making movies talking about how the upper class are just destroying the world and oppressing everyone. And it's just a worldwide issue. Yeah, and it's happened throughout history and all that good stuff. And yeah, it is just the but see, weird take. Even talking, yeah, even talking about that, it, the film does this in two minutes with one monologue, and then it just skates right past it. No. Yeah. So it's if they had, if they were more equipped to deal with that subject matter and tie it in better. I think it would have worked more, but what they did still worked really well. Like having that huge plot thread of like, they set up this thing to hunt people because they feel it's their responsibility to call delinquents. And then just having it all end with the bread truck and the right. bread thief. I love that the police are not concerned with all these missing people. They're just like, someone's stealing all the bread. right and they were so just (laughs) corny and goofy the whole time they're so obviously never had real crime go on in their city or even if they did they just uh yeah we're ignoring it for dumb stuff i Uh, loved it yeah what i i get what you're saying though because with this movie i feel like if i were to rewatch it i know i'm in for just a good time but if I were to rewatch a movie that's also kind of silly like this with like final girls, I know that I'm going to be in for a good time, but I'm also going to get that emotional element because of that relationship yeah. with the mother and daughter. And that kind of thing doesn't happen in this movie, which is why the final girls is higher rated to me than this movie would be. I think it's the best way for me to verbalize why it isn't a perfect movie, but still really good. Yeah, if if you want any kind of depth, this is not the movie for you. But if you just want to have a blast with stereotypes you're familiar with, (laughs) this is this is gonna work really well. Have a few beers and yeah, definitely enjoy it. Or smoke, smoke, definitely. This is the Highlands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> yes. And I love just all of DJ Beat Roots like songs are about his dick. Just the whole thing. <laughs> and the way he's just like, I'm from the streets, bro. And he's like, bro. Uh, you live in a rustic house. The <laughs> toughest streets you go through are coming to my house. What are you talking about? Yeah. Shut up, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, definitely a fun movie. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Um, I might show it to my roommate just because I know that it's good enough for her. If I make her pay attention, she'll actually pay attention. Um, it, it needs to be that level of good or higher for her to not completely check out which i'm like that with some kind of movies i can understand but she's just bad which i think is kind of like speaks to also the new generation because even like the people the kids i work with at the theater all of them tell me that they can't watch tv shows or movies because they at like 15 minutes in they're bored or they're on they want to get on their phone or they just want to walk around and do something and you know, I had a person tell me that that's also sometimes a sign of intelligence, not being able to just focus all the time. Um, but just when it's so many people and there's just such a wave of this kind of feeling that it almost makes me think that we're going to get to a new point, which I think you'll enjoy. But we're going to get to a new point with, in movies where they're just going to be an hour long or it's going to be shorts. A lot of shorts are going to become popular and even those are going to be popular at the movie theater. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I love that kind of stuff. I will watch a short film over and over if it's good, like that Kung Fury movie I showed you. Um, yeah, movies have to justify their length to me. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Like The Batman, it doesn't justify its length, in my opinion. But a movie like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is only about 30 minutes shorter, I couldn't cut a single thing out of that movie. And speaking of just the younger generation and staying focused, um, I went and saw that with a coworker who's um, 20 years old. And his, I asked him, he said it wasn't a perfect film. And I asked him, like, what's a flaw with it? And he said the parts where they weren't speaking English. He just straight up won't watch foreign films. And yeah. that's not a new thing. I dealt with that a lot with customers at Blockbuster. <laughs> They're just like, I won't watch foreign films. Right. And the foreign section was the smallest section in our store. That's so But strange. it's just, yeah, it's just getting worse. People just don't want, people just don't want to read. Even my mom reads books recreationally, but I can't get her to watch a subtitled movie. She's like, I don't want to read my movies. And I'm like, mom, I'm dyslexic. I'm an absurdly slow reader. If I can keep up with these movies, so can you. You can watch and read at the same time. It's not that hard. She's but the exact just, same way. She's like, well, yeah. I focus on the subtitles. And another thing that she also does, anything that was production-wise made before like 2000, I don't know, 12, she also checks out. Unless it's really, really good, and then she'll keep up with it. But if it's a mediocre movie that was made in like 2005 forget about it like she's nah it's and again that's uh just i feel like an indication of more what more other people are feeling like too it's just like no one's gonna appreciate older films i feel like as much as we probably will just because we are in the film but yeah it just is really really sad and yeah i i totally 
I totally get it. I mean, I, I don't, well, I think the, the upside to having shorter movies, um, there is no kind of downside to that in money wise for movie theaters or studios because it has to be cheaper to make a, a shorter film or whatever. Um, and for the theaters, that's just flipping a theater quicker and getting more butts and seats more potential to sell concessions it's just like how has this not been an idea already how are we not just moving towards like 30 minute in and out of a movie theater but i can kind of see why that would be a downside just because some people don't want to make the trip just for 20 minutes of entertainment or 30 minutes of entertainment yeah i definitely wouldn't go to a theater for a 30 minute movie and that'd be a slippery slope if they were like, well, we're going to show a 30 minute film, but it's going to be half price. Then are they going to turn around and charge you double for a three hour epic? Yeah, I think that's probably how it's going to go. And that's kind of be what we were also bringing up before that kind of concert prices for these theaters. Well, that was kind of pre or during the pandemic. We were kind of thinking that, um, but now theaters, I feel like are back in full force um so i don't it's we still might get that more renaissance like one theater per state type of thing but um yeah it's it's uh, the movie theaters have extended their life and what's weird is is that it was all kind of because of that weird um stock thing that happened do you remember that with the, the agency um... stock Oh, yeah, yeah, the joke stocks, that and game stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that really saved AMC, at least, and, I mean, I don't know, just... You know what's crazy to me is, um, one thing we kind of discussed was the Paramount laws, when they repealed the law that said you couldn't, like, produce movies and own the theater, and that got repealed two years ago, and we still haven't seen anyone make any moves, you know, that's... I felt like Disney was, or Amazon one was going to just kind of take advantage of that. Amazon was even at one point talking about buying AMC before the stock thing went down. And I really thought that was the direction they were going to go, you know, but no, it seems like they're trying to let the theaters recover and establish that market before they make any kind of moves. But it's like you were saying, I don't see how they can keep churning out these movies that are two hours plus because the Batman kind of proved you can have a movie that everybody's anticipating. Everyone wants to go see and it did well, but because of its length, there were less show times available. And when you look at its performance versus a movie like Top Gun, you can, or anything else, Top Gun, Doctor Strange, any of that, it performed lower than those two in the new Jurassic Park movie. And a lot of people are speculating it's just for the runtime. But if you look at horror movies, Blumhouse can turn out 30 movies and they only need one to hit to make it successful because that one movie is going to be 90 minutes and it's going to make thousand times its production budget. But, and yeah, that, first of all, I did want to get your thoughts on, you brought up Top Gun. That movie has crossed the billion dollar mark. And it's just like, I, that again was my indication that theaters are back. You know, we are in full swing. Movies that aren't superhero movies are making a billion dollars. And 
it's just like, how do you feel about that? I mean, it is really crazy. I feel like that a non Marvel, like non superhero movie in general just made a billion dollars. Like, do you think that there's hope for other things? Like you just mentioned Bloomhouse, but they're never getting to the billion dollar mark. No. And they don't need to for what they're doing. But honestly, I think it just speaks to the fact that people want to see well-made, well-crafted movies. You know, people are still showing up for Jurassic Park movies based on the first movie. Like, I don't care what anyone says. No one is showing up for Jurassic Park movies because of the third installment in the franchise or (laughs) the fourth and fifth installment. Those movies were terrible. People watch these movies and they go, yeah, I liked it. But then it's like, okay, Tell me, like, I have two coworkers who love Venom. They're like, oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. I'm like, what's the villain's name? What? You know, <laughs> the main villain. The guy, the actor who's actually won awards, the phenomenal actor, they cast him in the movie. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well, you remember the scene where Venom fought all those SWAT guys in the middle of that lobby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so cool. Why was he in that lobby? What? You know, like, he climbed up that building, he snuck in, he was in there. Why was he in there? Why didn't he just jump out the building? Why'd he go there in the first place? Uh, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, people go and watch this shit, but those movies are flukes. People are going to turn up for word of mouth. And when someone like me, who is not patriotic, flat out says, yeah, the stunts are worth the price of admission. People are going to show up for Top Gun. And mm-hmm. I did talk, I do work with this guy. He's a young guy who's super patriotic. Like the other day at um, our job, we're out at a field servicing a polo match and they played the national anthem. And he shushed us because we were talking during the national anthem. Oh, and no. he thinks that Top Gun is the best movie he's ever seen. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, and it's just like, yeah, people, people love that patriotic shit, man. People love stunt work. This crosses a lot of demographics. Man. And no matter how much we want to people to listen, people who make podcasts, who discuss film, who criticize film, they're in the minority. It's a niche market. There's even a YouTuber, um, Serial at midnight, he was talking about his videos. Um, he made a video about his movie collection, just showing it similar to an unboxing thing. And that has more views on his channel than interviews he's conducted with directors because people just aren't interested in talking about directors and film and breaking them down as much as they are about, you know, collection and owning and consumerism that also is more demographics it's gonna pull in more people right i mean everybody has an iphone but nobody really knows who makes iphones or you know (laughs) shit like that i i get it for sure and it's i i think though that history will look back on better made films obviously a lot better than um the shit that's being cranked out so in the long run films that any film that Wes Anderson makes and shit like that are just going to always be just timeless. And I just think it's at the end of the day, 
a lot yeah. better to try to want to work on that. Like people, the people that work on these like multi-million dollar films, like they've worked so hard to be in the film industry, to be on set. And it's just like, is this really what you want to do? Why don't you want to work on a film that is going to be timeless? Why are you, I know you're excited to work on a super, listen, I would love to work on it. Anybody would, I feel like, but it's just like after years and years and years of working in the industry, I don't know if I would. I feel like I would rather, I would turn that up versus to be on a Wes Anderson and make less money if I knew. Well, that's why you see so many of these talented stars. They'll show up and make one Marvel movie or they'll direct one Marvel movie just to get that big check. And then they'll go right back to the indie scene. It's like, I got my money. Look at Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. They both did Twilight, made their fortune and for years have just been doing smaller independent roles that most people have never even heard of. My mom didn't even realize Robert Pattinson was still making movies when he got cast in the Batman. 